Welcome back. We gotta find a new catchphrase or something to open these. With. Bazinga, that's Bazinga. taken. Also taken. Dang it! Um, I can scream into the microphone for you guys if you want. <laughs> just start the episode. Just. Um, the, this week uh, we'll be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> all right, guys, we are on to season three. Almost done. Almost done. Right in time, too, because... 17 hours left. For us, actually, I was going to look this up. I wonder if the first episode comes out tonight at midnight. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. For uh, the live action. Hot diggity dog. God, I hope it's not terrible. I can deal with mediocre. Just not terrible. Just not (laughs) terrible. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Season three, episode one, The Awakening. The Awakening. Do you know why it's called The Awakening? Listen, I've broken this down as an expert in all things Avatar at this point because yeah. we're 17 billion hours into this. <laughs> billion. So if you really break it down, uh-huh. the really key important part of this okay. is if you remember at the end of season two, uh-huh. Aang gets hit by lightning. Just randomly? Yes, randomly. It's weird. They're flying Act on, of God. They're flying on a hot <laughs> Weird way to end the season. Yeah, it was really weird. And uh, Katara is healing him, right? Right. And that's how season two ends? Yeah. She is like, oh no, what happened? Yeah. And season one, The Awakening. Right. Aang? He awakens. Oh, shoot. So... I broke it down. Obviously, it took a lot of man and brain power to figure this out. I have a, I had the man board. Man brain power. Yeah. <laughs> like in It's Always Sunny with all the strings and everything like that. Yeah. But I fi- I did figure it out that they call they probably called it this episode because Ang awakens from getting struck by the lightning. I never thought of it that way. <clears throat> Thank that's, God. That's I what I'm here you. for. After you watching it 9 times, yeah. uh, you think you would understand it, but I only need once. See, to you came it. here for slight entertainment and uh, you know, summary on Avatar with a few of our opinions thrown in, but you got little wisdom. did you know that yeah, wisdom would be dropped here today. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the opening with the Fire Nation ship and you're like also trying to figure out what's going on with Aang cuz you're like this isn't where we left off, so I don't know what's going on. Also, he has hair. Yes, which is gross and makes me feel it's uncomfortable. <laughs> and it makes me feel very uncomfortable. I like it. I, I, it's, <laughs> he should stay it's bald forever. He should. He, it suits him better. <clears throat> um, but anyways, Aang wakes up on a Fire Nation ship, and as he leaves his room, he runs into some guards, even though one's like three feet tall. Um and uh, one's three feet tall. He doesn't throw him off. He's like, they're starting young in the Fire Nation, I guess. <laughs> and then runs, you know, away. Um, do you know who those two were? Yes. Yeah? Who were they? <coughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I know that they have occurred before, and I know that the So big... you could even say that they're reoccurring characters at this point. You could, yes. But I don't like to use that phrase. I like to use the phrase occurring more than once in the series characters. Yeah, that rolls off the tongue a little really bit. Does. It really does. <laughs> um, I know that there's the little dude and the big dude. And the big dude are. has got a funny name that doesn't quite match with his... His stature. Stature, yes. It's kind of like... Pipsqueak. Th- yes. Is his name. 
And, and the little then, one's the Duke. Little man. Oh, the Duke. Yeah. That's so right. So Aang runs away. We kind of notice them. Like, uh, it's easier when you've seen it multiple times to be like, oh, yeah, that's who that is. Fair but enough. Aang runs up. Once he gets to the deck of the ship, he runs into Katara, Sokka, and Toph, um, who all greet him, and kind of fill him in what's going on. Um, after they escaped, uh, they found Hakoda, Katara, and uh, Sokka's dad. Right. And um, then I think they were on a water tribe ship, but they decided, uh, as all these Fire Nation ships were coming to Bossing Say to help with the siege, um, that they would just take one over and then use it as their disguise. So and that's where they've sight. been. Yeah. So right. Aang's been out for a couple weeks now, a few right. weeks. Um, so then we jump to Zuko, who is apparently dating May. Makes sense. Obviously. Obviously. Both two very dark souls trying to find each other in this in crazy, this crazy world. world. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> um, Yeah, we don't get too much of that, just that they're going home, basically. And Zuko's obviously nervous about going home for the first time in three years. So we can, cause cause he's going to see banished. daddy. <laughs> daddy issues. Daddy issues. <laughs> um. As we jump back to uh, the boat, uh, or the gang with Aang, mm-hmm. Aang's gang, gang. Aang's gang, Aang's gang. <laughs> um, we get like this weird instance of Katara just like snapping at her dad instantly, like for no reason whatsoever. Right. And Aang's like, are you mad at your, your dad? And she's like, no, why would you say that? <laughs> and he's like, oh, uh-uh. just, just a nice <laughs> guess. Just a little stab in the dark. I'm yeah. not really sure. <laughs> um, so obviously something's going on there, but um, they uh, basically run into another Fire Nation ship um, who boards them just to ask where they're going. They're going the opposite direction all the other Fire Nation ships are. Because they're all supposed to be going to like Bossing uh, Say mm-hmm. to help. Yeah kind of capture the city because they basically so for everyone who doesn't necessarily remember um the fire nation has basically won the war by taking bossing say right like the, it's, it's the last standing yeah. earth we're, earth kingdom city we're more instead of uh two sides of a war it's an empire and more of a rebellion at this point right yep so um but uh the uh, commander from there comes and talks to him, says, what are you doing? And they say, oh, we're actually from a different fleet, and we're carrying cargo to a different uh, location, so that's why we're going the opposite way. And he's like, oh, all right, um, nice of Commander Shang or whatever to you know let us know he's sending one of his boats our way. And then as they turn, one of the guards is like, hey, that commander's on leave in Ember Island for two months. And he's like, they should have known that. I think this is a captured ship. Once we get across, we'll just sink it. Right. Toph, being the little the, badass she is. The freaking goaded characters of all goaded characters. Daredevil over here <laughs> hears them and just instantly goes, they know. And they have this like metal bridge in between their ships. Mm-hmm. And she just metal bends and like takes it out. And they all fall down to the water. Um, I wrote in my notes... Um, 
Toph was already one of the most powerful characters in the show before she invented metal bending. It's almost unfair uh, yeah. now. Yeah, like, exactly. It's Just ridiculous. Untouchable. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, so uh, we do get to see the group um, kind of fight off that ship. Um, and then uh, we get some cool moves from Katara, who's really come into her own. Like She literally makes this giant wave to push the other boat away. And then she does that huge cloud to, like, give him cover. But it's right. animated super cool because, yeah. like, it shows her raising her arms on the ship. And then all of a sudden this steam just, like, shoots up. Right. Like, it, it's animated yeah, really it, cool. Yeah, it is cool to see how far Katara has come, especially just, like, even from season two to season three. Yeah. Of, like, that gap where you don't really know what's happening. Like, you can see how far she's really come, which is pretty sick to see that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I think I did skip this cause this happened just before the ship, um, showed up, showed up. But, uh, when they're filling Aang in, um, the invasion plan is still a go. It's just going to be much smaller now. It's just going to be a ragtag group of, you know, people they found. <laughs> it's the ragtag gang of guys. That's what they say. That's what Sokka <laughs> says. <laughs> That's why I, I use that phrasing. <laughs> but, um... And uh, Sokka says, plus we have a secret, a secret weapon. And he, like, brings Aang in. He's like, you. And Aang's like, what? Yep, the whole world thinks you're dead. Isn't that great? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <And> Which is <laughs> really what you want to hear after coming Aang, out of a coma, Aang does much. not think this is great. No, no. <laughs> um, which makes sense. I don't, I don't know why Sokka would have thought that Aang would think that's good. legit to me. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, and then the ship shows up because Aang wants to help fight, but um, Sokka says, you're still hurt and we need to keep you a secret, so you're coming with me, you know, down right. deck. Um, other than that, it was a pretty cool fight, uh, but I love the little instance um, where <laughs> Toph is asking Sokka, how are we doing with the ship following him and shooting fireballs at him? And he's like, you can't really get much worse and instantly, the sea serpent from Serpent's Past just pops out of the water. And Sokka's like, the universe just loves proving me wrong, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> Seriously. Like, Sokka versus the universe. Every Sokka versus day. the universe. It's crazy how wrong an individual can be. Like, consistently. So often. Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, but then, lucky for them, one of the fireballs from the other ship hits the serpent in the head and pisses it off, so it goes and attacks the other ship and allows them to escape. Right. Sokka's like, thank you, the universe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, then we get back to uh, the Fire Nation. They're, they're back in the Fire Nation now. Um, those two old twins who, like, were... Azula's firebending teachers. Right. Um, they're like going over kind of a recap of what happened at Bossing Say and introducing. Like in front of the fire, in yeah, front of everybody. In front of a crowd right. and stuff. Um, introducing Azula and Zuko back into the fold. Um, and uh, I just put um, that it's it's so crazy that Azula basically took Bossing Say by herself. Yeah. Like. Obviously, she had Ty Lee and May, right, and, and the, the Dai Lee, but just her plotting and scheming and, and the everything. way she twisted people against one, yeah, yeah, like 
Strategic, Azula strategically. Is freaking, she, yeah. She's what this war needs for yeah. the Fire Nation side. Exactly. Not for our side, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, no, I, I freaking love that. And um, the crowd seems happy to see Zuko. They, you know, cheer when he's reintroduced. Mm-hmm. He's still nervous, though. He talks to Azula about it and says, what if Dad doesn't forgive me? And, you know, um, what if he doesn't redeem me? Uh, or my honor, um, since I didn't capture the avatar, she says you you're worrying too much. Like, uh, just just keep going. You're gonna right. be fine. It's fine. You're with me. We're we're back. Right. Um. And then, uh, we go back to um the boat with Aang who is really having a hard time with the fact that the world thinks he's dead. Um, Katara, Sokka, and Toph come in to try to get him to go into town to um, get some food, Mm -hmm. which he agrees to do, but then Sokka says, okay, put this over your head to hide your arrow. Right. And he says, I'm not going out if I can't wear my arrow proudly. And um, Katara basically says, you guys go ahead. Let me talk to Aang. And, you know, she's, um, I like how Katara is trying to help, but it really, like, I feel Aang in this where she's like, you seem really upset. And he's like, really, do I? Because (laughs) (laughs) she's like, you're, you're acting like you failed. And he's like, that's because I did fail. I was there in bossing say, and like, we still got defeated and um, the earth kingdom basically fell and the whole world thinks I'm dead. Like I failed. Right. You know? Right. And um, I love uh, how um, it's been a couple characters that have said this. Well, actually I guess that it's, it's a future episode that another character says it and it's so interesting, but Zuko is always talking about, I need to redeem myself. I need my honor back. Right. Yeah. But, in this one, Katara is leaving, you know, after Aang blows up. And uh, she says, well, do you need anything? And he says, yes, I need to redeem myself. I need my honor back. And it's showing, like, half of Aang's face. Yeah. And then it instant instantly transitions to showing half of Zuko's face. I just thought that was really yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I found it interesting that a kid's show, a Nickelodeon kid's show. Yeah. That, you know, you watched when you were... 10 or whatever it is right? right it has this such a deeper meaning behind a lot of the stuff that they write mm-hmm. that kids are just like oh cool like completely oblivious to but then as you're as an adult you're like man this is deep this is kind of deep for a bunch <laughs> of teenagers like yeah. for a bunch of teenagers who are i mean yeah it's they're teenagers in a war and the teenagers supposed to save the world and it's just like but I think they do a really good job at it because I think that helps age the show well too. Like yeah. for a lot of the kids who watch it when they were kids, they watched it because it was cool and it was funny and it was kind of uh, like action packed in a way, right? And just and then as those kids got older, like there are more, you know, you can actually be twenty seven year olds breaking it down, and being like, "There's actually a lot behind what's well, yeah. going on." And I mean, I think Zuko's story is definitely one that you can get behind. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that everyone goes through this, but I feel like everyone can see where he's coming from, where a destiny has almost been thrown on him. You're and right. he has to find out who he is in the mess of all of it. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. 
Um, and I would argue that I've seen live action shows that are definitely more adult, like they're uh, targeted to adults with less depth than Avatar has. Yeah, agreed. So just another thing that makes it great. Um, so uh, Aang decides to leave. He says that he's going to you know, fight the fire Lord by himself. That's his destiny is to Some do it alone. Freaking Harry Potter vibes. If I've ever seen one. <laughs> right. Oh man. Um, but, uh, I do like this moment. So Katara comes in to find out that he's gone, right? He just left on his glider and, um, she runs out, uh, to the deck of the boat where Hakoda and Bato are talking and she's in tears, and Bato just looks at her and is like, I'll leave you two alone. And Hakoda's like, what's the matter, Katara? And she just starts talking about how Aang, he's, he just left. Um, he, you know, uh, he has this crazy notion that he has to do this by himself to save the world by himself. And uh, Hakoda's like, maybe that's his way of being brave. And she's like, it's not brave, it's stupid, and... I realize that the world needs him, but doesn't he realize that we need him too? And like, how can he just leave us? And Hakoda's like, you're talking about me now, aren't you? Like also. Right. And I just love, uh, you know, I mean, it sounds terrible, but I love Katara breaking down and just like crying and being like, yeah, like I, I get that you had to leave, but it still hurt so much. And like we had grand grand, but we were just so lost without you because they basically lost their mother and then lost their father to go to war. Right. Which I'm sure is a big reason that Hakoda Win. left yeah. is because the the Fire Nation took his wife away. Right. And he was like, I have to I have to do something mm -hmm. against these people, you know. Right. Um, and I love the uh, response from Hakoda of how. You know, he, he did have to go, but he still missed them a lot. And he's like, I I literally would stay awake at night missing you and your brother so much that it would ache. And I just like that um, this show, again, is so deep and tackles kind of complicated feelings because Katara understands that he Hakoda made the right choice. Right. But <clears throat> you can... Like, Even as a kid, it's so hard to see your dad go. Yeah, and you you can um, understand why someone did the thing that they did and still have hurt feelings by it, you know what right. I mean? And yeah. that's just a really complex uh, emotion that I, I think it's cool that this show didn't really back away from it, went head on towards it, you know what I mean? And yeah, it's like, exactly. Yeah, we're going to tackle this too. Um, so... Uh, then we jump back to um, the Fire Lord and Zuko. Zuko confronts him. And the Fire Lord, you know, is basically like, welcome home. Uh, I'm so proud to hear that when the choice of being a traitor like your uncle was put in front of you, you chose to remain loyal to the Fire Nation. And um, I'm proud that you helped your sister conquer bossing say but i'm most proud of your most legendary you know um accomplishment of slaying the avatar and zuko's like uh what'd you hear 
and he's like, oh, Azula told me. She said she's never seen, like, such veracity and power as you took him down in the moment of truth. And um, it kind of cuts away from that to Zuko waking Azula up and being like, why would you do that? What the hell? Yeah, because Azula's never been the giving type. Right. (laughs) She wants all the credit. Yeah. Unless it benefits her in one way or another. Right. So and you know right away that something fishy's going well, on. And Azula's like, oh, you were worried about it. So I figured if you were the one who killed the Avatar, you'd have nothing to worry about. And he's like, you're lying. Yeah. You have, you have another motive. Right. She's like, what other motive could I possibly have unless the Avatar was alive? Because then all that honor would turn to shame. And like Zuko's just like you freaking you know? Son of <laughs> I just love how calculating and manipulative Azula is as a character like, right like um because it's a win-win for her really because mm-hmm. she's already got the glory of bossing, of say. bossing say and basically almost winning this war for right her she doesn't father. need the avatar too right but and she she's leverage. like making a calculated decision if the Avatar comes back and I actually didn't kill him, like, it'll be on me. Uh, but if I put it on Zuko, I still get all the glory of, you know, like, everything's a, a numbers to her, you know what right, I mean? Right, Everything's statistics and how is it going to work out and whatnot. Yeah. And I just love her as a villain. She's yeah, so good. So good. <laughs> um, so uh, then we jump back to Aang, who is trying to fly through a storm. He basically gets knocked into the ocean, and um, uh, you mentioned this was a cool part. Uh, he finds a piece of driftwood and then uses his glider He's as, like, like one of those parrots. Wind kites or oh, something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is or whatever. Like the board with the Surf kite with on a, it. Yeah, with the sail on it, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a pretty dope scene, but he still gets taken out again. <laughs> And um, he's basically like, I've failed, you know? And uh, Roku appears to him and tells him. (laughs) Yes. And tells him, You haven't failed. Uh, You know, this war you inherited because I, you know, made decisions in my life that um, I could have, I could have prevented this war Mm -hmm. if I had been more, you know. Or maybe not more, but less merciful, <laughs> honestly. And um, I don't know. I just, I always like the relationship between Aang and Roku. Um, and then we get to see Yue again as well um, yep. as she Tris- descends from the moon. <laughs> descends from above. <laughs> and uh, tells Aang that he's already saved the world once and he'll be able to do it again. And then, like, nice helps little him, pep like, talks from the spirits. Yeah. Well, and because she's the moon, um, she, like, helps him waterbend this huge wave to, like, surfboard out of there. Right. Um, and he makes it to an island that's kind of like a volcano. And um, <laughs> that's where Sokka, Katara, and Toph find him on Appa. And um, as they're, you know, talking to him and stuff, his glider washes up and it's all broken and stuff. And uh, Aang's like... It's it's a giveaway of who I am anyways and decides to like stick it in this crack with lava and it just catches, catches on fire. fire, which was such an uh, interesting moment just because I whenever I picture Aang, you know, it's with his staff slash glider. Right. So that was a big character. And it takes away that part of his identity yeah, a little bit. Right. Exactly. So 
Um, it was a pretty cool episode. Uh, lots of lots great of way, moving great, pieces. Great way here. to start off. Yeah. Good, good, good opener. Season opener for sure. Definitely. Um, the next one is the headband. The headband. <laughs> so uh, the gang went off on Appa without the ship now. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the plan is that they're going to get to where they'd meet for the invasion and then just wait there right? for everyone. While I think the Fire Nation ship that Hakoda and Bato are on are going to like collect people. And then, um, yeah, they're all going to... For their invasion force. Right, right. So, um, but they're disguising themselves as a cloud on Appa. And um, when they land, uh, Sokka's like, hey, let's be a cloud that can't talk next time. And Katara's like, yeah, we wouldn't want the birds to hear us and turn us in. And I freaking love Sokka. He's like, hey, we're in enemy territory. These are enemy birds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, they get into some petty larceny. Naturally. Larceny, the uh, theft. Where they catch on fire. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they light stuff on fire. Arson. Yeah, different. Arson. Just a little bit different. That's fine. <laughs> they uh, steal some clothes so that they can look like Fire Nation civilians because yeah, they are currently in the, in the right. Fire Nation. Um, the gang looks good as Fire Nation civilians. I like the red. Yeah, the black and red. I think it's kind of funny how nations are like color coordinated right i'm from the earth kingdom so i gotta wear green <laughs> <laughs> just as bland nothing <laughs> i can't oh, i can't see it anyways it doesn't really matter yeah, it all it's, it's the all the same, same color to me anyways <laughs> you probably didn't even notice they changed <laughs> i'm just kidding um i like that ang's going around spouting his outdated fire nation slang because um, he used to because he used to be in the Fire Nation, yeah. friends in the Fire Nation, a hundred years ago. Yeah, he's like calling people Hotman, and then saying Flamio and stuff like that. Yeah, and they're like, "What the hell?" Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. It would basically be like someone from the fifties or seventies being like plopped into today's world, and oh, that's the bee's knees. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like people would be like, huh? "You're the cat's pajamas, kid." <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, um, also, we get to see Aang be a kid again. It's kind of been a while. The last uh, episodes of the second season were definitely pretty heavy. Yeah. So Most um, of season two was pretty heavy. Yeah. If you really that's, think that's about it. Like it. It's, yeah, that's why I like it. That's why. This is one of my favorites. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> uh, it is cool because uh, as he's walking around the city, um, He's in a he's school uniform. Dolly uniform. Yeah, which he doesn't know. Yeah. Um, but because he's got the giant arrow mm-hmm. that he has to hide, that uh, he takes like a it's supposed to be like a belt or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's supposed to be the belt because when he uniform. goes to the school, all the other kids are wearing it as a belt. But right. he wears it he as, wears as a, headband. Like a headband to cover the arrow. Yeah. <laughs> which, so you've got people like kind of like, hey, he's in a school uniform with the school belt wrapped around his head. <laughs> what is this kid just running around doing outside of school? Right. Um, so he gets caught by just guards. Is it guards? He's yeah. like, what are you doing out of class? What are you doing out of school? So he gets sent to school Yeah. as, as the avatar in the fire nation. But right. you get to see him interact with kids his own age, which again, it's, it is, it is pretty cool. Um, pretty cool to see. Yeah. Um, Zuko goes and visits uncle Iroh in jail. Um, that's the, and that's the first time prison. since, mm-hmm. since the end of season two. Yep. Where he betrays him. Yeah. 
and um, Iroh just instantly like turns his back on him. Yeah. And uh, throws a little tantrum. Dude, he's like, it might not be this one specifically because he goes and visits him a few times. Right. But there's one point where Zuko goes in and he's like, Uncle, I need your help. I'm so confused. And gives Iroh like 0.2 seconds to respond. And when he doesn't, he's like, fine, I hate you anyways. <laughs> so I'm like, Zuko, patience Re- is a virtue, Yeah, dude. relax, dude. <laughs> Bro. <Freaking> chill. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Aang uh, is learning some interesting things in Fire Nation school. Yeah, just some good old-fashioned Fire Nation propaganda, really. <laughs> right. <laughs> just nothing. It's just some casual. It's just another day in the Fire Nation, really. Yeah, they're painted you know? as like the best nation ever. <laughs> yeah, really the, starting to kind of rewrite history a little bit. Yeah, one of the we do that all a little bit, I guess. One of the questions is like, when did uh, Sozin defeat the um, Air Nomads uh, military? And Ings like, they don't have a military, and they're. She's like. I don't know how you could know more than our history books unless you were there a hundred years ago. And Aang's like, I'll just write down my best guess. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, a dead giveaway. <laughs> um, I like when Aang gets into a fight with the big popular kid. Yeah, and doesn't take a swing or doesn't do anything. He's just yeah, like he's smiling the whole he's time. He's like smiling and dodging and dancing around him. Yeah. And then the kid like fall like swings and falls to the ground. Right. And then just starts whining about it. Well, he, he so he throws a punch so hard that when Aang dodges it, he just basically flails onto the ground. <laughs> yeah. And then a teacher or headmaster or whatever comes up and looks down at the kid and he looks up and he's like crying. And I was like, bro, what? <laughs> you start swinging and then you start yeah. crying? What's wrong Can with you? Can you imagine trying to fight someone? Not landing a hit and then crying. <laughs> I can't because I don't have the nerve to yeah, actually take a swing. But, right. you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I would just take a punch to the face and be like, okay, thank you. <laughs> I, I think once, like, Aang dodged, like, three of my punches, I'd be like, all right. All right, well, you got me this Next time. Next time. <laughs> I'll be back with more. <laughs> um, but... Uh, when we go back to uh, Zuko, and I just, again, I, I always talk about this, but Azula is so much smarter than everyone around her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She goes up to Zuko and she says, so I've heard you've been uh, to visit Uncle in jail. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Zuko's like, that guard told you. And she's like, nope, you did. Just, just now. Fair. Just, just like, now. Damn it, Zuko. <laughs> Use your head, kid. Use your head. At least try to lie. <laughs> uh, she doesn't really do much. She's like, just be careful, dum-dum. People are going to think you're up to something. You know what I mean? Right. But, um, <laughs> so, um, Aang decides that for his propaganda-filled, uh, brainwashed classmates, um, he's going to show them a little bit of freedom. So he decides to throw a Fire Nation dance party yep. in, in a cave. Yeah. Because he realizes that the kids are not really kids. They're just kind of mindless zombies. Yeah. Like, he's like, what's wrong? You don't have fun anymore? He's like, what? Just like in the real world today. No, I'm just <laughs> those, kidding. Those darn kids <laughs> and them iPads. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I actually do like this scene. It's kind of fun. Um, Aang's funny. Uh and then I do like that uh, Aang's got some game now, dude. Oh, he's smooth with it. He's slick. Yeah, he, he gets Katara to come dance with him. 
and um it's just you and me baby yeah, the, everyone <laughs> sees that they're like starting to do this dance and just kind of stops and watches and Katara's like dang everyone's looking and he's like oh don't worry it's just you and me right now yeah. i was like dang you so smooth you smooth <laughs> golly <laughs> um the uh headmaster because of that stupid freaking kid who tried to fight Aang. He's a um, little snitch. He's a little snitch, dude. A little snitch. I'm going to start naming him Draper. <laughs> yeah, got him. Right, right. Draper's <laughs> been beefing with me because he thinks I'm a snitch, but I'm not. Continue. Ben is a snitch. <laughs> ben is that big kid. I am Aang. <laughs> but anyways, um, so uh, the headmaster shows up and they try to catch him. All the kids, like, move their belts to their heads so that they think that it's Aang. Yeah, now he's like trying to like yeah. disguise everybody. Yeah. And the gang escapes. Um and uh <laughs> dude, yeah. dude dude when the gang like escapes like so everyone puts their headbands on, right? Uh-huh. <clears throat> and like they're running through the crowd so like the headmasters are all like you stop and turning and it's like oh hi and it's like it's not Aang it's not Aang and then like as they're all back at the end of the tunnel uh-huh. one kid turns around looks at Aang and, and like, Aang's like waves and he's like and they give a thumbs up and then Aang like earth bends and the kid's like yeah it's like, like his jaw just drops like what <laughs> <He's> the like, whoa <laughs> no so one's gonna believe that kid either. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so funny uh, but Toph says um Good for you, Twinkle Toes. I think you really did help those kids. You yeah. Know? And uh, I don't know. I just like how it shows, like, even <laughs> the Fire Nation citizens are, are people. Right. Instead of just, like, mindless enemies who need to be taken down. Yeah. Many. Yeah, that's the one thing about this episode that I was, like, as I, as I was watching it, because, like, I, I, I don't think I've seen season three. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember season one pretty heavily i remember parts of season two like i remember watching it right. but as i'm watching see i don't remember season three at all and so it's like i'm watching this second episode i'm just kind of like it's one for the for me it was one of those episodes where like if you were to kind of take it out i don't know if it necessarily furthers the plot a ton um but like it's one of the things you told <laughs> me is like it doesn't it may not necessarily further the plot but like you do see a lot of character Development, development and like yeah. you you a lot like <clears throat> redempt like it, it kind of gives like a redemption arc for ang to be able to be light-hearted again and yeah. to be a kid again and so like it kind of draws the audience back to like hey ang is just a kid like he's right. not this he's not the savior of the world and this adult and like have all like he is a kid and so i guess they set reminders that he is a kid it's so, like and then you know on the flip side of that you really see like the ability or the inability that Zuko has to be able to cope with the decision he made to go against Iroh and he's yeah having that dilemma of did I do right did I do wrong what's going on which is again they did that well in this episode I think like Uh they showed that you can see Zuko battling internally if he did the right thing or not yeah and so there are parts in this episode where I'm like oh okay like there are parts that help redeem certain characters and build these characters but like the episode uh, to me uh-huh. doesn't ne- didn't really necessarily further the plot of what's happening. I agree with you. I think for <clears throat> probably the first half of this season, um, Aang's uh, storyline with Sok- Sokka, Katara, and Toph is going to be more character development and just one-off stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but Zuko's is going to be a bit more of where the plot keeps going. Right. You know? 
that's a bit more furthering the furthering the plot mm-hmm. but uh i agree it it is a lot more character development at this point um we do get uh zuko though is now hiring combustion man at the oh, end oh i did forget about that to so that go and that, after ang and that plays a big part moving forward as well yeah so that's right zuko's furthering the plot but yeah, yeah ang and them are ang just ga- the ang gang good, is not really good like, time yeah okay <laughs> now I, I talked to you about this before we started recording yeah. so i want you to break this episode down for us okay. and then i can complain why i don't like it well i can complain a little bit later <laughs> okay. Okay. You guys may not hear from we'll, me. A ton we'll on give this little Ben part his there, yeah. uh, his soapbox to stand <laughs> yeah. on after I go over this episode. So the next one is the painted lady. The painted lady. I like this episode. It's it's not one of my favorites of the season or the series, but I I still like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. So they come to this cool little river village. It's like on docks in the middle of the river. Right. Um. <laughs> With but nasty ass water. Yes, <laughs> the factory uh, upriver is just polluting it super badly. So they're getting like two headed fish, and there's like it when they pull stuff out of the water, it's like mud. Yeah, almost, but it's disgusting. Um, so uh, we get some uh, kind of. People in need, again, just, you know, generally that where just they come to a town and there's just some people who need some stuff. And, and you could you can see that, I mean, they explain, the the first guy that they meet when they first come into that village, he explains, he's like a fisherman or something like that, and he explains how Doc. great this town, the village used to be. Like, there used to be clear waters and beautiful fish. Like, it used yeah. to be this really great I'm sure that haven. their main thing for this village is fishing, and right. it's probably not going great. Yeah, <laughs> um, and you know they, but then you also see the impact that the Fire Nation has. Yeah, on its own, on citizens. its own citizens, on its own people. Yeah, because <clears throat> like right up the hill or right up river or whatever it is, they've got this. Yeah, because it shows the um, people of this village they're hungry, they're sick, you know, and um, Katara. Well, I, I'm going to spoil it. Katara decides to help. Right. Um, and she delivers food uh, to the village from that she stole from the factory because it's got the fire insignias on it. Yeah, because all the, all the, basically all of the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Supplies that would go to citizens and stuff like that. Yeah. It's going directly to the workers of Yep, the factory. We got to further the war. That's the main thing. Screw the uh, citizens. (laughs) Exactly. So all medicine, all food, all sort of supplies or aid Mm -hmm. goes to them first, and then the villagers get scrapped, essentially. Yeah. If that. Um, So they come back to the uh, village the next day. Um, So Appa is sick, quote unquote. (laughs) He's got that purple tongue. Seemingly sick. Yeah, he's got purple tongue. Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> um, so they got to stay around a few days, which Katara, I mean, sorry, Sokka is not very jazzed about. Um, but as they come back into the village, the town seems a lot more chipper because uh, they got food. Um, and they are giving the credit to their spirit over the river, um, the painted lady. So we get a bit of lore from this spirit. 
Um, and I think uh, the guy you were talking about, Doc, shows them like a figurine just so you see what she looks like. Right. Um, so then uh, they um, see that people are still really sick. So that night, um, the painted lady comes and goes into uh, the um, just hut where they're keeping all of these sick people contained. And you see this glowing coming from it, like as she heals each person. Um, at this point, we don't really know if it's a spirit or not, which I kind of liked that, like, the glowing pretty... could have been spirit magic. Right. It wouldn't be out of the realm for this show. But it's then showed to be Katara. Because um, isn't the kid, kid like, but yeah, kid yeah, bumps into her or something like that. She, he sees her from behind. He wakes up. And uh, as she's leaving, he says, thank you, painted lady. And she looks up and it's Katara under mm-hmm. the hat and stuff. Um, I, I liked that reveal. Um, and uh, I, I definitely think this is in her character. And I like it for her character because, like, technically she doesn't owe these people anything. They're not mm-hmm. even, like, on her side in the war. You know what I mean? Because right. they're a Fire Nation village. But when she sees people in need, she just Does feels helps. the need to right. help. Right. You know? Um, so... Uh, then when they come back the next day, the town is doing really well. You know, they're saying that uh, the painted lady's given them so many blessings and whatnot. And um, Katara's like, wow, it's great that, you know, one person or spirit can change so much. And Sokka, being the pessimist that he is. Naturally. Yeah. He's like, well, if she really cared, then she'd take out that uh, village. Because... Um, basically everything that was troubling them is going to happen again. Cause that factory I mean, still there. Sorry, the factory. Yeah. I yeah. said village. Yeah. Um, the factory is still there. So if the spirit really wanted to help, then he would take out, she would take out the factory. Um, Katara takes the advice and um, that <laughs> night she dresses up as the painted lady again and then goes to take down the factory. Aang wakes up and sees the painted lady running across and basically chases her down. And um, after catching up to her, pretty quickly realizes it's, it's Katara. Katara. And um, he's like, is Appa even sick? And she's like, you might be sick of the purple berries I've been feeding him, but other than that, no, he should be fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, all right, well cool (laughs) you know ang's on board right so um ang helps her destroy the factory um and i mean they obliterate it because ang's like earth bending and stuff right yeah um (laughs) so then when they come back toff and Sokka are awake and realize that i'm sure Sokka is the one who put it together but he's like you're the painted lady right and um basically starts you know chastising her for dressing up and keeping them from continuing on you know and stuff because doesn't Toph uh, also has been eating those berries and yeah, has a purple she, tongue per- yeah. and Sokka's like wait a minute well no that's um, <laughs> Sokka's like we know that you've been just feeding Appa purple uh, berries to turn his tongue a different color and then points at Toph and she goes yeah, <laughs> these yeah. are tongues all purple <laughs> but um <laughs> Anyways, uh, I like that um, Sokka is basically like, 
um, I don't remember exactly what he says, but basically tells her they can't help every sad case they come across. Right. And Katara just like turns around and looks at him and is like, no, I will never turn my back on people who need me. And I was like, all right. <laughs> right. Fair enough. You know? Um, and then uh, we get to the uh, soldiers from the factory are coming to the village because they think that they're the ones the who destroyed, destroyed the, the factory. factory. Um, and Sokka's points out, like, they're coming for their revenge right now. So um, Katara decides to... Um, <laughs> Katara decides to f- dress up as the painted lady and go fight the soldiers. Um, and then Sokka agrees to help her because, uh, quote, he will never turn his back on her if she needs him. You know right. what I mean? Right. <laughs> Which leads to a really funny scene because uh, <laughs> Katara's like, Sokka, you really do have a heart. And then it cuts to Aang, who's like wiping a tear, and he's like, he really does have a heart. <laughs> and he looks at Toph, and Toph just punches Aang. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyways, we get a really cool fight scene though with the painted lady, quote unquote, yeah. versus the soldiers because, um, they make like a whole scene, like all these theatrics. Yeah, they, you got Appa roaring in the background and um, Sokka's, Sokka's like playing a flute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Toph's just like slamming this rock into the ground. So it sounds like something huge like is large, coming. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, they have like fog coming up from the water and Katara is straight up terrifying. Cause like she just appears and then all of a sudden just like on the water just goes like shoots towards the soldiers mm-hmm. on the dock. Um, and then I love the, um, the aspect of Aang being under the dock and he's basically going to fight for Katara well, she's the, the the spirit, the spirit just uh, standing there, you know, because um, they go to firebend at her and Aang just like pushes her up with air and then just does this like big blow to take out the dock that they're all standing on. Mm-hmm. And like um, and we've already d- discussed how characters in this world can't really see airbending. So to them, it just looks like it came out of nowhere. You right. Know what I mean, <clears throat> right. Um, <laughs> so, uh, she ends up, you know, beating all the soldiers, telling them to never come back to the village. And then, um, the villagers end up realizing that it's K- the, Katara, uh, it's the girl who's been visiting mm-hmm. and they're like, you're not our spirit. You're a waterbender. And Sokka's like, listen, she might be a waterbender, but she saved you guys from that factory and you're going to be way better off now. You know? Right. And they're like, all right, well, what do we do now? And then they decide to clean the river. Mm-hmm. And uh, then uh, that village is much better off after the gang has visited. I do like, too, how the pur- er, purple, the painted lady um, does exist and comes to Katara, like just Katara. Y- yeah. And is like, thank you. Right. And uh, I thought it was a good Katara episode. So... I'm going to pull out the soapbox now. Yes, pull it out. For Just Ben to so stand, stand on, on real quick. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. I will agree with you. That is a, it is 
after everything that happens, it is cool for Katara. The painted lady, the painted face, the outfit. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. The fight scene, very cool. It's very touching. <laughs> I'll get that out of the way so everyone can just get off my back about it. Right. However, this episode opens with Sokka laying out saying, hey, we have X amount of time. I don't remember, two weeks or whatever it is. We have X amount of time to get to where we need to go so we can meet all the people so that we can <laughs> so that we can do this invasion. If, with For that to happen, we have to basically camp out and leave and then get to the next spot, camp out and yeah. leave. Sokka's got this huge <laughs> schedule and he's like, maybe to save time we can start taking potty breaks and food breaks at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's just like, that's insane. No. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> um, so Sokka has this whole plan and everything that he wants to keep. And he's trying because he's not a bender. He's not the avatar. He's not a master waterbender. He's not a master earthbender. Like, right. So he's trying to do his part for the group, which is what he does. Like He is the planner and he's the kind of the schemer. And he's the guy that leads, essentially. Yeah. Um, and... When they come to this place and Katara is like, we need to help these people. Sokka's very like, I understand that we need to help these people. I understand these people are in need. But so is the entire world. Like the entire world's in need. And when we beat the Fire Nation, these people will be helped by doing that. We can't delay our time. Dude, you're so Sokka. It's crazy. I know. It's insane. <laughs> you're and, like the same person. <laughs> and so Katara hears all that. She knows the plan. She sees all this. And then she just goes, hey, Sokka, F your plan. I'm going to do what I want to do anyways. F your plan, And Sokka. I'm just like, that's pretty. I don't like that of you, Katara. That's pretty <laughs> crappy. Don't do that. You probably took it pretty personally. I did. I really did. <laughs> I, I, have my, I, I could feel for Sokka. And so like, and she's manipulating these ske- these these parts so that Sokka is okay with staying you know by Appa being sick they don't really have a mode of transportation so they're forced to stay Appa's never sick but Katara's doing this so she can stay so she can do these things right um and then you know when Sokka does find out he's kind of like well like we're at this point now where these people are coming this way we have to do something about it and I'm not gonna say no to my sister I'm not gonna not help my sister yeah because so she's like, going down to fight yeah no she's like what. she's like so obviously I'm gonna go so he can't like as much as Sokka does care for Katara, if none of this, you know, like a lot of the troubles that are going through wouldn't have happened if Katara didn't do what she did. But so, so Sokka's kind of forced into helping. Even though he does it out of the goodness of his heart, he's kind of forced into that situation. And so, again, yes, it was a good Katara episode, and it shows Katara, like, <clears throat> being an emotionally-based person. Like, these people need help. I need to care for him because if I don't care for him, no one else will, which is to an extent true. Like Katara's character, big part of her character is how much she cares about everybody she comes across, not just those close, but those in need. Yeah. <clears throat> so it does show that, but it's just one of those episodes where I'm watching it and I just be- become beyond frustrated with Katara. I'm like, <laughs> you just are. You'd kick her out of the group. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, you're just, you're doing, you're wasting time and you're like spitting in the, like this plan that your brother is very gung ho about that he's putting the time. You're just kind of like, no, your plans. I don't care about your plan. Your plan I'm gonna do what sucks. I want to do anyways. <laughs> so 
I will say this. Um, they did get to, we don't know this yet, but I know it, that we get to yeah. the island that they need to get to like three days early. Yeah, anyways. so, and they've wasted three days at the village and they get there three days early. So, like, it really, in the grand scheme of things, it didn't make any Much difference, of a difference at all. But to the person that doesn't remember anything or hadn't seen it, I'm just kind of like, you, if you, if we're late, I'm blaming you. <laughs> <laughs> um, The next episode is Sokka's Master. One Which, of my favorites. Now that we talk about it, it is kind of weird that they're on such a tight schedule and then all of a sudden they're not. Yeah. Like it was just for that one episode. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, whatever. This is a good episode, so I'll I, let it slide. I really like this episode. I do too. Um, it opens with a meteor hitting a near, uh, well, nearby to a town and causing a fire that the gang has to put out before it can destroy the town. Um, they all start doing their super powerful bending and Sokka's like, what should I do? And Aang's like, uh, watch Momo. <laughs> watch Momo. Dude, it's so sad. That's such like, that's Poor like one of the worst things you can hear. <laughs> Just be babysitter. Just babysit for a little yeah. bit. Um, and then they, they end up fighting the fire and saving the town. And the next day when they're in town, uh, getting some food, um, they're just talking. And I think Toph is the one who says it. And she's like, you know, I'm glad that we saved everyone, but, uh, nobody knows who we are anymore. Like in the fire nation, since we have to be secret. Um, and I miss, I miss the love, you know? Yeah. The hero, the hero worship a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. And Sokka's like, boo who poor <laughs> heroes. Oh, <laughs> Sokka. Um, and so sad. We do get a little heartfelt thing from Sokka because he's like, it just sucks because like, all of you can do amazing things and make stuff fly around, you know. And um, I'm just the guy in the group that's normal. Yeah. And, uh, You're kind of caught things, Sokka. <laughs> Katara is like, listen, I hope you know that we don't, like, view you that way, even though Toph definitely does. Toph did. (laughs) Remember her comment? She's like, let's take them three on three. Sokka's like, hey, there's four of us. Oh, right. I don't really count you since you can't bend. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I can still fight. All right. Three on three plus Sokka. (laughs) Three plus Sokka. Toph's ruthless. I know. I love her. So, uh, Katara tries to cheer Sokka up the only way she knows how, which is to go shopping. Shopping spree, baby! <laughs> they go shopping for a, um... Not just any shopping spree. A weapons shopping spree. Yes. Which <laughs> Ben would be very into. Oh, ben 100%. is Sokka. Gun, sh- gun show galore. That's my, that's my weakness right yeah. there. I like Sokka going through all the <laughs> weapons and, like, none of them are really fitting right and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> he ends up picking his teeth with the is it Psy that are like the three the three like the Raphael th- the Raphael yeah, yeah. ones yeah yeah and then um, he <coughs> sees swords on the wall and he goes ooh and <laughs> runs up to him and uh, the counter guy is like you have a good eye those are made uh, right here you know by one of the greatest swordsmen in the entire world. Um, Master Pian Dao, I think his name is. And, uh, <laughs> what? Nothing. That was last one. Pian Dao's. Pian Dao. <laughs> Pian Dao, my leg. You're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, uh, and then Aang's like, 
Sokka, that's what you needed all along. And Sokka's like, a sword? And he's like, no, a master. So then they go to see if they can get Sokka a master. Yeah. Before we get up there, we cut back to the, uh, well, I guess we're in the Fire Nation, but. Cut back to Zuko in the Fire Nation. <laughs> sort of. Or no, not Zuko, sorry. Iroh. Iroh in the Fire Nation. I didn't mean Zuko. Iroh seems to this be. This is, everyone, this is why, this is also one of my, why it's one of my favorite episodes. Iroh seems to be a crazy, lazy prisoner when the guards are around, that mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Because when they ain't around. That man getting jacked. He's getting built. <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh, they're doing freaking body weight. Dude, he's doing like body weight exercises. Pull-ups, like, pull, yeah, pull-ups. Did he did sit-ups, push-ups. Anything it was, can do. It wasn't like a sit-up. It was like he hung from his feet on the bars. Above yeah. Him and then was doing crunches up. And yeah. I was like, geez, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but he, it's really cool because he acts as if he's like a just a pig. Yeah. Like when they give him food, he just like eats well, it like he's an animal. Because they would be like, you're up to something, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's like, it's best just to ha- be completely underestimated. Yeah. They exactly. think I'm crazy, all the better. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Uncle Iroh getting drugged? <laughs> all right. Um, we get to Pian Dao's mansion or whatever, and um, they knock on the door, and the servant guy answers mm-hmm. and is like, oh, you want to learn uh, swordsmanship from the master, huh? What did you bring to prove your worth? And Sokka's like, uh, I didn't bring anything. He's like, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's get this over with. Um, I do like when uh, Sokka talks to Pian Dao because he's so humble and stuff. And it 100% gets Pian Dao interested in training yeah. him. Yeah. Because um, he's like, let me guess. You're, you're the best swordsman in your little village, right? And you think that you deserve to learn from the master now. He's like, um, well, I've I've kind of been all over the world. And he's like, yep, here we go. And he's like, and the only thing I do know is that I have a lot to learn. And he's like, you're not doing a very good job <laughs> at selling yourself. Yeah, yeah. And, or showing your worth. And Sokka's like, the truth is, I really don't know if I am worthy. And he's like, well, why don't we find out together then? And yeah. I just love that whole yeah. conversation. It is like, cool that they're... The inexperience of Sokka and him being able to like real that realization yeah. is overall what's going to make what um, Pian Dao sees as what's going to make him as a good student. Yeah. Of like, oh, he's not, he's aware of his flaws. It's and hard he's to give... teach someone who thinks they know everything. <clears throat> right, already. right. And so, like, someone who's going to be, who's open to the idea of trying to learn everything they can, you're going to go a long way with, with that person. And so, it's, it's a really cool way that they can, they built that into Sokka's characteristic. Yeah. Um, (coughs) so, uh, we get kind of a training montage for Sokka. I think it's cool. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's cool because it's a very unique training montage because Sokka kind of messes everything up. Everything. Yeah. But he does it in a very special way. In a very Sokka way. Yeah. If you really think about it. Just like Ben. (laughs) Just like Ben Kuntz. He's got his own way of doing things. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, uh, I like when he takes him and I like the lessons too, like that P and Dow's given him, like, uh, he takes him out to this huge landscape with a waterfall and these cliffs and stuff Mm -hmm. and shows it to him and then immediately turns him around. He has like one second to look at it and he's like, now paint it. 
you only have a second to take in the battlefield, so you know. Right. Do your best. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then he's out there like just came on painting rainbows. Yeah. (laughs) Smiley face on the sun. He shows us all this. You added a rainbow. Yeah. I thought it was a good addition. (laughs) It's like. And then um, when he's supposed to like write his name in calligraphy, um, he's like, "Remember, you can't uh, take back a stroke on the battlefield, much like you can't take back a stroke on the page because it's ink." And um, he's like, "Hmm," and puts the brush up to his face. P and Dow's like, "Uh, "You're getting ink on your face," and he's like, "Uh, "Yeah, right," and then paints his face. And like puts it on the paper. He's like, so he gets, a so face he gets plant. his identity yeah. right on the goes, page. Isn't he... that what you're supposed to do? You're, I'm like, supposed to write my identity in ink on the page. Alrighty then. <laughs> <laughs> but um, then they get to the point of uh, where they're supposed to make a sword. Um, Sokka is choosing what steel he's going to use. They have a bunch of ores right. and whatnot, and. Um, Sokka is like, would it be okay if I went and got my own material for this? And P and Dao's like, yeah, definitely. Like, I want it's, this yeah, to be an extension of yourself. Yeah, it's so your sword. Yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, then we cut to the gang. I love how much the gang missed Sokka's presence. Yeah, they're so bored without him they're, and yeah, everything. One of my fun, the, one of my favorite parts of this is when. <clears throat> Uh, Aang and Toph are like, I miss Sokka like saying funny things. And yeah. Jara's like, Oh, I can do it. And she like tries to tell a joke. And then Aang, what does Aang, what does Aang say? He says, uh, Aang's like, I guess the jokes don't run in the family. Katara's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, All right. Yeah. <laughs> and like, they're like trying to like plan out everything and they're not agreeing, they're not planning on anything. It's yeah. like not working out. And then they're, so you can see the impact that not having Sokka around has, right. he which is a such- really cool. Such a void in the group. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so the material Sokka went to get is from the meteor that fell at the beginning of the episode. Right. Um, and they, he, Sokka, uh, Aang, Katara, and Toph all take it to the uh, mansion. Mm-hmm. And then that's where they break it open. And, um, like, it's this, like, black ore they take out or from the inside of the meteor. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the, uh, the kind of showing how the sword gets made. You know what I mean? I was like, the writers clearly watched Forged in Fire before (laughs) making this episode. Heck yeah. But it's so good. It's It's such a very Forged in Fire vibe for sure. Oh, 100%. And I was like, they're doing the thing that they do with the 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 actual. Yeah. yeah. That was me. (laughs) But, um, dude. Sokka's black space sword. So sick. So cool. One of the really cool things, too, that um, I really liked about this is I think in the beginning, Toph couldn't, like, move the meteor itself. Like, I think they asked her to, but she couldn't. <clears throat> but when they open up and get I don't that know ore. If they, she could or not. Yeah. Like, she tried to or something like that, and she couldn't move it. And she's like, I don't know why I can't move it. Yeah. It's not, uh, it's not from Earth, so I guess that's why I can't move it. And But once they broke it, break open the rock she realizes that the ore that is used mm-hmm. she can like manipulate it yeah and like change shapes and, yeah and she wears it as a bracelet yeah and, and then so, she can just make it into these super complex shapes and stuff right yeah and that comes in that that'll come in handy in the future for sure look at you look at me remembering stuff remembering stuff 
Pian Dao basically uh, is, you know, telling Sokka that he actually did do um, really well in the training. Like, I like how he kind of says it because he's like, um, <coughs> Sokka, you didn't think you were worthy. And uh, when I started to train you, it wasn't your skills that impressed me. No, it certainly wasn't your skills. <laughs> and then he's like, you showed something beyond that. Creativity, versatility. like, And he's like, these are the traits that make a great swordsman. And these are the traits that make you, you know. And um, Sokka clearly looks like he feels bad. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're wrong. I'm not worthy. I've been lying to you this whole time. I'm actually from the water tribe. Gasp. I know. <laughs> and then P and Dow's like, well, I guess we got to fight then. <laughs> and yeah, it really escalates pretty quick. Um, <coughs> so uh, I do like this. So he pulls his sword out and basically um, swipes it at Sokka. And then Sokka grabs his sword. And uh, Aang, Katara, and Toph are all there. So they go to like help. And Sokka turns him away, says, no, this is my fight, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, really cool. However, uh, we cut to Iroh getting swole again. Naturally. But when we come back, they're outside on, like, that training area. Out, out in the, like, courtyard. So did they say, okay, we're going to fight, but let's calmly, like, walk <laughs> out to this training as, area? Yeah. As, they're walking like, down the stairs like, okay, so here are the rules. Right. <laughs> yeah, we, I was like, no cheap shots, no nut shots, <laughs> no eye gouging. <laughs> I refuse to believe that everyone just calmly walked out here and right. they were like, okay, now we can kill each other, you know? Nice. Um, but uh, I, I love the fight between Piandao and Sokka. Because Pian Dao's like still being the master teaching his student, you know? Right. Like the entire time, uh, he's like, good, use your agility against an older opponent. Good use of the high ground. Yes, use your surroundings. Make them fight for you. You know what right. I mean? Like, he's training him as they're fighting. Yeah. yeah. Although Sokka's just like running. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, ah! He's like kind of doing it unintentionally, but yeah. kind of doing it intentionally. Right. But, um... <laughs> Anyways, uh, Sokka ends up, again, being clever, but realizes that he's not going to, you know, outskill Piandao, which mm-hmm. makes sense. <laughs> right. Um, but he, like, puts his sword in the dirt and flips up a bunch of dirt to get into his to eyes. blind him. Yeah. And then Piandao's, like, very resourceful and then, like, turns his head to listen. <laughs> and Sokka starts to, like... Yeah, Sokka, like, the way they do the art, he's, like, two hands on the sword. He's, like... Yeah, tiptoeing, like, tiptoeing around him. He's like trying to tiptoe, and he like steps on this branch. Yeah, and then Pianos like snaps over and looks at him, <laughs> and then just instantly like tries to swipe at him, and it knocks uh, Sokka down, and um, his sword goes flying, and then Piandao just holds his sword to him, and that's when Aang jumps down to help Sokka. Right. Um, which uh, Piandao immediately stops him and is like, "Good work, Sokka," and then looks and he's like. I think I'm a little old to be fighting the Avatar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I just Mindel. love how these so, old masters like know so, so sick. Dude. Like Jong Jong, how he knew like Aang hadn't mastered certain elements yet mm, yeah. just by the way he walked in mm-hmm. and stuff. Like just inexplicit inexplicably knowing these details. I like it. Yeah, um, I do too. Some wise old men in this show. Yeah. They're like, How'd you know? And P and Dow's like, oh, I knew Sokka was Water Tribe right from the get go. 
You really should use a different name than Sapphire. Yeah, use Lee. Use yeah. Lee. There's Try Lee. There's a million There's Lees. a million of those, yeah. <laughs> but he's like, uh, as for knowing you were the Avatar, you get to know things as you've been around a while right. or whatever. Um, but overall, it was a really good Sokka episode. Um, I, I do like also that Piandao also, he goes, he tells Sokka, he goes like, I train people in sword fighting. He mm-hmm. goes, and this art doesn't belong to any one nation. He goes, I'll right. teach all nations. Like this yeah. is an art form to be shared with everybody. Yeah. And you get a cool moment of him being like, you get so many people in the show, you know, you either, you have the citizens who really don't know what's going on. And you have the soldiers who are like, I am devoted to this. And yeah, he is a civilian in the fire nation. And obviously he knows he's been around and he's a master. So like he's involved with the fire nation military in some way or another. Like you would assume all that in his, yeah, he makes swords. So <laughs> right. he probably makes weapons of some sort. Yeah. And like, he doesn't use the fact that they're not from the fire nation as a reason or an excuse to be like, Oh I'm no, I, I can't help you. you. I'm going to turn you in right away. Right. You know? Right. Which is a really cool moment for him as well. And then we get another, uh, cool thing. Uh, and probably Maybe not why he thinks like that, but a good piece of whether he thought like that before and then found this group or he found this group and then they taught him these ways and then he found that out for himself that, Mm -hmm. you know, um, he should be more open-minded to all nations. But as they're leaving, the servant brings them a um, little bag and says, the master wanted you to have this. And then when they open it up, it's a lotus or a white lotus tile from Pai Show. Pai, yeah. And um, they're like, huh, that's kind of weird. But we know as the audience that the white, white lotus is the organization that Iroh's a part of. Yes. And um, then when the gates close to his mansion, Oops. it's a fire insignia in the middle, but it's clearly a white lotus like around it. Around, and I yeah. was like, oh, that's, that's cool. Such, yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool ending yeah. for sure. And that also means that we'll get to see Pai and Dao again. Oh, heck yeah. So. One of my favorite episodes. I really liked that episode a lot. Yeah, it, that is a really good one. I, I'm going to be honest. A lot of season three is bangers from yeah. here on out. But, um, yeah, that that's definitely one of the highlights mm-hmm. from this season. Um, <clears throat> the next one, I don't know if it's my favorite episode of the season, but it's definitely up there. Wait, the beach? The beach. Interesting. Well, this one is all character development. It it does kind of further the plot a little. A little bit. bit. I think that's what I'm starting to realize is in a lot of these episodes, if it really doesn't further the plot, my brain's like, <laughs> my brain's like, you really don't need to pay that much attention. Like as I'm starting to watch the show, I'm like, oh, it's character development, which is nice, and I do pay attention, but like it's, I my brain's I, I seem to become disinterested in that episode itself because it doesn't further the plot. Yeah, and I it's a hundred percent because of the episode, the um, Cave of Two Lovers. You know where they meet the nomads. Yeah, how Sokka oh, is just focused on the destination, <laughs> whereas I'm more like the nomads that piss Sokka off, right? and they're like, "You're worried too much on the uh, where you're going. You need to focus less on the where and more on the going, and just like <laughs> be in the moment." You know. That's fair. I can, that is an astute observation by Draper. <laughs> so I, I love these little character pieces and stuff. And I mean, again, like, especially when it's like 
really heavy on emotion. It doesn't necessarily have to be sad, although I this like I don't know if I'd call it sad, but it definitely is there are sad parts that portion. There are sad portions. Yeah. Um and we'll get we'll get to that soon. Um but I, I just freaking love this episode. So let's get into it. Um Zuko and Azula's gang are sent to Ember Island. Um so uh, Zuko's kind of pissed. He's saying that the their father's just getting rid of him because he doesn't want him there for like the war meetings and stuff like that. And Azula is even like, "Yo, calm down. Like, let's just have a good time." Right. It's fine. Um. So, uh, we see Aang, um, and the. Uh, their group, um, they're in like a little pond type thing or something on top of a cliff. And then Aang like finds this waterfall down and uses it as a water slide. Right. Um, and then, but he's in like just trunks and that's it. So you can see all that, all the arrow tattoos. Yeah. And then when he gets to the bottom, uh, he splashes and gets the, um, the attention of some guards there. And then immediately jumps back up to do it again. And he's like clearly an airbender because he can jump, jump like 20 high. feet. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they're like, oh, no, we got to send a messenger hawk to the Fire Lord saying that the Avatar's alive. So we're like, God damn it, Aang. <laughs> Stop being a kid now. Stop messing around. <laughs> this is real life. There's a war going on. Jeez. Um, After the entire time we're telling, man, just be a kid. <laughs> so then we go to the beach uh, with beach, Zuko beach. and Azul. Nikki Minaj. Nikki Minaj. And uh, we get to see Ty Lee being oogled over by every guy on the beach. Trip would be one of them guys for sure. That's only slightly true. <laughs> <laughs> factual statement, and you know it. <laughs> Um, Zuko having a hard time with May cause he's like trying to keep her happy and stuff. And like, he gives her like a, a shell off the beach yeah, she's like, and what she's is like, this? why would I want that? And he's like, I don't know. I thought it was pretty. Don't girls like things like this? She's like stupid girls. And he's like, then forget it. And <laughs> just throws it. And then another guy picks it up and gives it to Ty Lee. And she's like, oh my gosh, it's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, but um it, there's a dope uh it's not volleyball it's it's, it's like, like volleyball and, and soccer because they're mainly use well they they can use their arms i think too but right. they mainly use their feet feet and it's so sick yeah they um azula's like all right beach bums we're in and uh so zuko Azula, May, and Ty Lee play this beach volleyball thing. Right. And because they're, like, super powerful warriors, they, it's kind of unfair. <laughs> they, like, annihilate the other team. Like, Ty Lee freaking kicks it back at their side and then lands on the net. Like, just... Just bouncing on the balancing, net. Balancing, yeah. yeah. And you're like... I'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> I would just, like, walk off. I'd just be like, I'm out. I'm gonna go swim in the, I'm gonna go swim in the ocean. I'm out. And Azula, when she um I love this too. She's <laughs> like, see that player? She has the slightest hesitation when going to her left. I think a childhood injury must have taken its toll. If we just keep serving the ball there, we'll defeat them. And I'm like, 
It is a game. <laughs> it's you don't know these people, <laughs> right? You're not even in a competition. Well, and then um, when no she delivers here. the final blow for their final score, um, Azula hits it, and the ball's like on fire, and the net starts on fire and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they lose. And Azula's like, yes, we have defeated you for all time. You will never rise from the ashes of your shame. And then looks around and she's like, well, that was fun. That was fun. This episode makes me not like Azula more as a person for the, like those two reasons. I, I love it. I love Azula and Zuko. I'm just in, like, hey, chill. Um, I love Azula and Zuko in social situations because it's pretty clear that they have no social skills like they have grown up as either royalty with everyone being scared of one of them or as a banished prince that nobody actually respects you know what i mean right who's like always trying to um show that he's in charge and stuff like neither of them know how to interact as human beings yes they have zero social cues it's so great (laughs) um so we go back to the hawk that it has the message that Aang's alive, and it gets like taken out by this vulture. Yeah, I think na- it's a cool gnarly yeah. vulture. <laughs> I, the vulture doesn't kill it, which I think if this was a PG thirteen or R rated show, the vulture it would just, would just like, kill it. Yeah, <laughs> but rip its head off. Of this it. is still cool. The vulture, like, because it's got these like tassels coming off it for the messenger like barrel thing. The hawk. Yeah. Yeah. The hawk. So the vulture like ties it up and then it just drops out of the sky and then it comes and takes the message from it. Yeah. And then when it returns to its owner, it's with combustion man. Yeah. Um, and now, uh, cause he's preventing any sort of news yeah, he, of av- the avatar being alive to get back to the, to Ozai. Exactly. He needs, his mission is to kill the avatar and no one can know that he's actually alive. Right. So, um, Anyways, and now he knows where the gang is, so he's mm-hmm. going to go find him. Um, meanwhile, uh, I guess after the uh, volleyball game, there were these two guys who were, like, preppy and stuff. And in lo- love with they Ty were Lee. cool kids. Yeah. And they come up and invite uh, May and Ty Lee to a party they're having that night. And not, not just May and Ty Lee. <laughs> correct. And then Azula is like, aren't you going to invite me and my brother? And they're like, okay, but you got to promise not to be weird. Some of the most important kids in the Fire Nation are going to be here. And they have z- yeah. <laughs> zero clue. And Azula's like, we'll try our best. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, does, and doesn't Zula get mad? He's like, why don't we just tell them who we are? Yeah. yeah. And Azula says, I think it'll be fun to see how people treat us not knowing who we are. You know, mm-hmm. and stuff. Which is super weird that that's Azula's the one that doesn't want anybody to know. Yeah, found that interesting. Zuko is just about to kill him. Honestly, yeah, yeah. Zuko's angrier than ever. Zuko's all. Yeah. He's just, always angry, women, but women just angry. Dri- may just drives him even more mad. <laughs> <laughs> women. Um. So when we get to the party, uh, yeah, Zuko is still kind of in a weird place with May, and she says that it's because he's super hot headed. But uh, like, there's a guy just talking to May when he goes to get her like a drink or something, mm-hmm. and Zuko comes back and just like flings him out of the way and he's like hey man and comes up to him and uh zuko's like stop talking to my girlfriend and he's like it's a party dude like we're just talking and zuko like holds his hand up to him and palms him and he just flies back 10 feet into a vase it breaks yeah Yeah, and and then then the 
the main guy comes out and is like, who broke my Nana's vase? You're out of here. And Zuko's like, I was just leaving. Yeah. So May and Zuko break up. And then Zuko lasts the whole five minutes. Um, uh, Azula makes Ty Lee cry because she's getting a lot of attention from the boys. And Azula's like, they don't really care about you. They just, you're you're too easy. And that's the only reason they're giving you any time of day. Right. And, and Ty Lee just starts crying. And she's like, all right, all right. I didn't mean those things that I said. I'm just maybe a little jealous, <laughs> you know? And then she's and, like, jealous? I hate I hate how Ty Lee like blows up Azula's head because she's like, "You're jealous of me, but you're the most perfect, beautiful girl in the world." And Azula's like, "Well, you're right about those things, <laughs> <laughs> but these boys just don't seem to get it, you know." And she's like, "Well, why don't you just try to talk to them and not intimidate them because they're probably intimidated by you." When I do like um, she, her advice is like, whenever they say something stupid. Just, just laugh. Just giggle and laugh. And Which like, really oh. is the way to our hearts. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Ever, we just want people to laugh at our jokes. That's yeah. it. That's why Draper is not a great friend because he doesn't laugh at my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. He's a good friend. Listen. <laughs> he, he just pulled out a knife and now he's pointing it at me. I'm scared. <laughs> um. <laughs> I do like uh, when Azula's like, they act like I'm going to do something terrible to them. And Ty Lee's like, it's because you probably are going to do something <laughs> terrible to them. And she's like, yeah, just laugh. And, you know, uh, <coughs> just keep the conversation. Go laugh a lot and they'll like you. She's like, okay. Um, so she goes out with the main guy. Yeah. Like she goes, I, I love this part, dude. She goes up to him and he's like, she or she's with, Sorry, he is with a girl already talking to her. And she's like, I think his name's Chad. Something, or something like that. Um, I'm ready for a tour of the house. And he literally is like, all right. And then dips on the girl. And she like looks and Azula puts her glass on her head and just walks with them. Like, um, such so a freaking alpha move. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go out to like the dock or not dock, the uh, porch looking over the beach. Yeah. And it's just them out there. And, um, oh, wait. He does say We have so to go back because I forgot one of my favorite lines. Because it's before she gets the, uh, <laughs> it's before she gets the advice from Ty Lee. She goes up to Chad and she's like, you know, that's a sharp outfit. Careful. You could puncture the hull of a war class battleship, leaving thousands to drown at sea. Because it's so sharp. And he's like, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> so socially awkward. It's cringe. It's so bad. <laughs> okay. I, I kind of skipped, but I have to read these notes. I should have just read them to begin with. Fair I'm enough. sorry. So that's the first note. And then after the, because it's so sharp, I put Ben Energy. That's Jeez, Louise, energy. you're kidding me. Okay, you're going to love this part. Next oh, up. not that line. That line was Ben Energy? Yeah. Or this line that you're about to say? No, that line That's was garbage. Ben that's not it. That was I'm not, Ben Energy. I'm not that smart. Because you're so sharp. <laughs> like That's how your lines land, though, I feel like. And he's like, thanks. And then I put Azula Jealous makes Ty Lee cry. Draper energy. <laughs> I, hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> I got myself too. <laughs> so anyways, they go out to the porch and now she's laughing more and she's giving like little compliments. 
I freaking hate this dude. She goes, your arms look so strong. And he goes, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, I hate you. <laughs> That's all I'm going to start acting. <laughs> um, so then they kiss and uh, he's like, you're pretty. And Azula goes, together, you and I will be the most powerful couple in the entire world. We will dominate the earth. And like fire comes from her palms. And the dude's like, uh, I got to go. <laughs> just like sneaks off. Oh, man. Um, so bad, dude. It's so cringy. It is. It's so cringy. I this isn't hate the, it. This isn't the part that I love yet. I mean, I, I'm laughing my ass off at most of these right, parts. Right. But the parts that I love are yet to come for this episode. So um, it cuts to Combustion Man. The gang is, like, sleeping. And then at the last second, Aang, like, wakes up. And then there's, like, a gleam of like moonlight a, off yeah. of his metal arm or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he just, like, attacks him. And I love this scene because there's no music for once. Like all it's of the fight scenes have music. Yeah, this is so silent, and I just feel like it fits it so well. And like Katara takes a shot at him, Toph takes a shot, Ang takes a shot, and like he is not even flinching. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, and also I think it's we talked about this earlier. I think he's a firebender. He's a, he's got to be. Well, some I'm pretty form, positive he's a. He's firebender. some form of a firebender. Kind of right. like Toph, how she <laughs> created earthbending. I think this is metal, how metal bending. Metal bending. Earth, yeah. Sorry. Created like, don't metal. you dare take away from those little those gopher, badge, those, little those gopher <laughs> little things. They're badger moles. Badger moles. They're huge, man. Um, no, uh, I think that like he just concentrates and it's a very precise. Yeah. Like form of firebending and then it just explodes. I love the sound of it, of like breaking sound barriers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> it's really sick. Um, that's another reason why no music just makes this so cool. Yeah, because you can hear all the yeah. Yeah. Um so then uh Sokka's like, How do we beat a guy who blows things up with his mind? And Aang's like, We can't just get out of here, I'll distract him, and we get kind of a fight scene between those two. And I think <laughs> this guy is uh, kind of a slept on character because it's not many characters that like the entire gang can't take out. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even Azula, Aang and Azula fight and it's hard for Aang, but it's kind of a 1v1. This is a 4v1 and they're like, let's I, just run. I have no <laughs> idea what to do. Yeah. Right. Oh, the area with all these little like rock towers is pretty cool too. That they're fighting. That they're in. fighting in. Yeah, yeah. And Aang like hides in a rock because there's one point where the guy's like walking by and he looks at the rock like it looks weird, and then he's like scanning it up, and all of a sudden you, you see, see Aang's, Aang's eyes, eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and he just breaks out. Yeah, he's like in a rock. Isn't that when he's yeah. in it? Like, is that the first time you see like? I think so. You see the, a character encompassed in that material. I think so. That's so. It's sick. pretty dope. Yeah, so dope. <laughs> Actually, maybe not because I think Toph does it once when she's training Aang. But oh yeah, the, we see it a That'd lot more this season. I yeah. feel like, and it's uh, really yeah, cool for sure. Um, so they end up uh, escaping. Um, but it was it was a really cool battle. Really cool, yeah. And also, we see how formidable this this assassin that's going to be chasing them is. Right. Um. Okay. We go back to Ember Island with Zuko and that gang. Mm-hmm. Um. And I said that 
the talk around the fire is top tier dialogue. Yeah. Like we just dive into why each character went on the path they did. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and it's it's so crazy that you it goes from like you have the party and it's socially awkward and you got a lot going on there and then it cuts like this super I don't know if somber is the right word, but it's very like real. Real. Yeah, and it's authentic. Everyone's authentic and like everybody like Azula is talking directly yeah. at an individual at at Ty Lee and Zuko's talking directly to May and like they're having these cross conversations mm-hmm. but all four of them together and then having that coming yeah. together of an understanding of each person. It um, is very deep and it's very well done. If you think of it like a story, this conversation starts off and it's building tension, building tension, <laughs> building tension until it finally hits a climax. Right. And I love it. Like it's so good. So um at first uh I think Ty Lee's the first one to kind of tell her story of um, why, because uh, she basically says, I think someone says, oh, Zuko calls her a circus freak. Yeah. And she thinks she takes circus freak as a compliment. I guess we should back up a little bit because um, they start kind of arguing a little bit. And Ty Lee says something along the lines of, guys, we should not be this negative. We're totally going to break out if we are. And um, Zuko's like, bad skin? Normal teenagers worry about bad skin. My father decided to teach me a lesson on my face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And she's like, sorry, Zuko, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, but uh, then uh, he calls her circus freak. She says, I am a circus freak. It's a compliment because I thought that I was going to grow up with eight sisters just like me, just as part of a match set. At least I'm different now, you know? Right. And um, then May's kind of like, uh, well, that explains why you need so many boyfriends is because you All didn't get atten- attention from your parents, so you're trying to make up for it now. Right. And she's like, well, what's your excuse, May? You're an only child, and you're still this, like, you know, gray and just... Uh, Sad, basically dingy dark. person. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she's like, whatever, like, I, I got everything I wanted as long as I behaved and stuff like that. And Azula's like, well, that's it then. Like, because you were, um, you know, so suppressed as a child and you weren't allowed to act out, you can't show emotions now. And that's why you act the way that you do. Mm-hmm. And um, so. Uh, Did Zuko take a jab at her at some point? No. Zuko, um, he does say, like, I wish you would, like, you know. Show show emotion. emotion. She just called you dingy. Are you going to take that? That's right, yeah. And then uh, she's like, you want me to show emotion? Leave me alone. Yeah, that's right. And Zuko's, you know, starts talking, and he's like, you know, my life hasn't been that easy either, May. And she's like, it doesn't excuse the way you've been acting. You're so angry and hot-headed. And um, Zuko just kind of starts reflecting and talking about it. And um, it comes to a climax of basically Azula saying, well, the one thing we need to find out then is who are you angry at, Zuko? And they're all like, yeah, who is it? Like, who is it? Dad? And he's like, no. And they're like, uncle? No. And he's like, like me. But he's like, yeah. And. He's yeah, not, like, defensive. He's just saying, like, no, it's I'm not mad at Dad. I'm not mad at Iroh, you know? Right. And then um, all of a sudden, 
like because they're in they're surrounding the fire he just kind of raises his hands and as he drops them the fire just goes way up in a blaze yeah and he just like he's like i'm angry at myself yeah and that's the moment that i'm like all right <laughs> like zuko's that, trying to come to that self-realization a little bit yeah because it's not growing. necessarily like super sad it is sad to see how confused zuko is you know but um, it's still, like, a good moment for him mm-hmm. to show his emotions and yeah. character and stuff. And I love it for him because he's like, I'm mad because I don't know if I know the difference between right and wrong anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm what I'm doing is correct. Right. And um, Azula just laughs at him, of course. And um, dick. <laughs> I know. We do get a little bit of Azula's backstory because she, I mean like emotion i guess from azula because she's like um my mother well, always saw me zuko as a says i guess you're just so perfect aren't you azula and she's like uh yeah you're right i don't really have problems like the rest of you i could sit here and complain about how my mom likes zuko better than me then she looks in the like uh um embers. ashes embers yeah and is like my own mother thought i was a monster she was right, of course, but it still hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, but it's a good little, uh, you know, talk. And then it's... May comes back to Zuko because naturally, yeah. five minutes later, yes. Well, <laughs> no, it was because of the emotional. You right. Know. It is the <laughs> the one thing that is really uh, telling to me is like you can see of the four of the group of them, mm-hmm. like a lot of them are suppressing emotion and they're suppressing how they really feel and they're trying to like mask all of these things right but when you look at azula you when azula tells that story and azula like reacts to every every individual person mm-hmm. you realize how numb of a human she is yeah she like i you you don't see her she doesn't feel sad and she doesn't feel remorse she doesn't feel she has objectives and goals and if she meets them and she's like cool and then moves on like yeah and you know even doesn't necessarily feel like happiness per se, but she feels a sense of success. And like that's her emotion, it's success. If she can check that's check the only something thing off the she's striving for right. is just tasks to be completed. Completed. Yeah. So she checks it off the list, she goes, Cool. Yeah. And like she's not necessarily happy about it. She's not over and if she doesn't check it off the list, she's not necessarily mad about it. She just does more things to be able to check that thing off the list. But you realize that that character you look at that character and realize, Oh, dude, you won't have I don't know if you have the capability to have emotion in this sense, yeah. which is really telling and very interesting um, to see that, that she brought all these three together. Like she's the one that's brought these emotional people together and let them into this group and let them into her life. And then she's just this numb person. It's, it's, it's very interesting to me. I agree. Um, so, I do like the <laughs> so tell me what you think because I don't think Maya liked the ending of this episode as much as I did um for Zuko and them um after they kind of make up as a bonding thing they go destroy back to the, the party and destroy the it. house I, I love, love it. it I love it it's, it's fitting and it's completely fitting it, it's like playing this cute little music as they're all like mm-hmm. huddled around yeah. each other and there's five you know they, it gives like there's this photo that's in the description, and it's like a fire in the background. They're all like yeah. smiling and hugging. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay, the next one. I I'm gonna guess this is one of your favorites yeah. of this season. Yeah. 
yep. which is a great one. Great episode. The Avatar and the Fire Lord. Um, so I love how they go back to their storytelling. I guess they've been doing it still, but they do it um, with uh, two different characters this time. Mm-hmm. They go, they go telling back, them, back in time. Yes. They tell it in a very parallel way between Zuko and Aang, but because they're both figuring out th- the past, Roku comes to Aang and is showing him his past and um, Zuko gets this like message yeah, or sent like to that. him that says basically um, the answer to your own, you know, issues or your own Destiny troubles or, yeah. uh, can be found in the past and you need to learn the demise of your great-grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, so he kind of goes on this path and then ends up finding... Uh, it's kind of cool when he throws the scroll because he's not figuring it out what he's supposed to do. It lands on a lamp and the heat shows a different message like in it. Right. And it says, go to the catacombs and you can find, you know, the secret, um, uh, history or whatever. So that's what he does. Um, so we get to see, the story of basically Avatar Roku and and Fire Lord Sozin. Yeah, which is so cool. So cool. You know, because they you they they're both come from the Fire Nation. They were friends growing, like best friends. Yep. Growing Roku up, Roku and Sozin were best friends. <clears throat> and like it, it does again, it does a really great job of. Uh, they start from the beginning. They start when they were young. So teenagers. it starts when they're right before they're sixteen. Because yes. a big part happens when on their 16th birthday which they also share they share a birthday right yes real quick do you know who voices old sozin Uh -uh. it's ron perlman the guy that plays hellboy yeah nice yeah i I was watching it and i was like i recognize that voice and i looked it up and i was like that's sick that they got way cool that's a huge name yeah so and he does really well oh yeah sozin's such a cool character Mm -hmm. I don't love everything Sozin's doing, but right. Sozin's a cool character. Right. Um, so it shows them uh, right before they turn 16, and I like how it shows that Sozin was the better fighter back then because they're just practicing and stuff. Right. But um, Sozin beats him pretty yeah. pretty handily. Um, so uh, then it shows their birthday party and the um, – the avatar uh temple worker do you know what i'm talking about the sages or whatever yeah um they come to the birthday party and sozin's like did something happen to my father you know like why are you here right and they're like we're not here for you we're here for roku Mm -hmm. because you are the next avatar and um i think that would be crazy because like it, it is crazy for Aang. He's 12, but usually the Avatar is told they're the Avatar when they're 16. That's how it's happened yeah, yeah, in yeah, yeah. all the other iterations. Um, and, like, just to be living your life as one way and not know this huge, you know, Yeah, you're part just you're, you're making, making friends, going through your daily life yeah. and not having any idea. Yeah, exactly. How did they know when – who announces who the next Avatar is? So, um, I don't know exactly how they do it. it I'm sure it would be kind of complicated to get into it. 
But they tell Aang he's the Avatar. Um, because like the council, like there's like a council of of monks, right? For that one, so it could be like because I guess you'll know what nation the Avatar is going to be reborn because it's always. Yeah, it goes it, water, earth, earth fire, fire, air, and then recycles back through. Yep. So it's the same pattern every single time. Every time, yeah. So, um, but <laughs> there's an episode where the monks tell Aang that he's the Avatar, and they know because of the toys that he chose as a kid among thousands of toys. Oh, that's right. And they were all they were four Avatar relics. Right. That's so, right. Um, yeah. Mm. Interesting. But. Um, so then we get to see uh, Roku kind of go on his journey. I do like that um, Sozin kind of comes in and he's like just he's trying to play around with his friend one more time before he leaves yeah. for who knows how long. Right. Um, and uh, is like, um, go ahead, show me how to fight with all four uh, elements. And then he's like, why aren't you packed? And Roku's like, I started to pack, but they told me that I wouldn't need any earthly things. And he's like, huh. So um, Roku's kind of nervous and stuff, and Sozin sees it. So Sozin decides to give him um, the bun holder thing, like the, the little crown-looking thing. Avatar Roku is always wearing. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool that Sozin gave him like a big part of his uh it's identity. Like, it's like a tradition. Like, that's, yeah. a, that's a prince's... Yeah. No one wears that except for the prince and princess. And Correct. then when you become the fire lord, it gets like this bigger holder. Yeah. Like it changes as you you climb It's kind of like a crown. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I thought it was nice that Sozin gave it to him. I yeah. thought that was cool. Um, so Roku goes to the air uh, nomads first mm-hmm. to learn airbending. And um, as he's learning airbending, he's friends. With this one airbender, who and it's Monkeyato as a kid because they're both kids. Yeah, yeah. Monkeyato is probably like twelve in this. Mm-hmm. Like he's probably Aang's age, right? But um, they're really good friends, and um, also they kind of get into like Roku was like, yeah, some friendships are so powerful they can actually transcend lifetimes. Like, yeah. we were always good friends. I was good friends with him, and so were you. You know it's, what I mean? Yeah, which is that's really cool. Which is a really cool connection. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, so it also, uh, it also shows as he goes along, I don't know if I'm skipping ahead from your notes or not. You're but, good. Um, like <coughs> it shows and Roku explains his difficulty with water, with bending. water bending yep. because, you know, and they mentioned that in season one when, uh, no, 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 two, season two, because that's earth. <clears throat> yeah. And Katara is trying to help Aang through, Hey, like. The opposite of the air is the earth. Like, so that's why you're struggling so much. Yeah. And now you can see Roku, who is a firebender, struggling with the, with water bending and how difficult it is for him to yeah. to learn it. How and he explains it. That's the hardest one because it's directly opposite of what I am. Yeah. It's so difficult to learn. It was hard for me, and it took a lot of time for me. But once I learned it, there was it was kind of no stopping it. And I like the uh, <clears throat> consistency in this show. Like, they clearly remember. They're like, when we say something, we're going to stick right. with it and, yeah. you know, reinforce it instead yeah. of have it. Well, wasn't it this way last season, but now it's this way? You know what I mean? Right. Like, they're pretty good about that. Um, yeah, no, I like that you brought that up. Um, <clears throat> the only thing about the earthbending one is uh, – I think after seeing it that the earthbending master for Roku 
um, that teaches him might be the earthbender in the opening credit scenes. Oh. Because I've, I don't know. You don't really see much of a, you don't see an earthbending master. Well, it sucks because, so it starts with water, which is clearly Paku. Yes. And then, so water, earth. That's when we don't know. Fire is either looks like the boulder kind of with the hair. But he's yeah. not as muscular, I feel like. Yeah. Like, he still is muscular, but not as exaggerated as the boulder. Yeah. So I feel like it's that guy. And then Azula's the firebender. Yep. And then Aang's, Aang's the, airbender. the airbender. So that's the only question one. If you guys know, you should tell us. Yeah. But that's who I think it might be. Um, I love the scene where uh, Roku goes, it was bitter work, but the results were worth it. And then basically bends like in four different directions yeah. each different element so it's so sick it's so cool yeah and um i also like that it took roku like 10 or more years to master all the elements mm-hmm. making ang's task a lot more impressive yes you know what i mean yeah um so uh then roku gets back home once he's done training he comes right. back to the fire nation mm-hmm. and at that point um, Sozin has been crowned, or is he? Is he Fire Lord then? Not yet. Back? So when he comes back, um, he's not Fire Lord yet. But Roku gets married pretty soon to after. The, yeah, there was a girl that he was nervous part. to talk to mm-hmm. at the first part. Hank says, "Hey, look, it's that girl who didn't even know you existed." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they end up saying him getting married. That's right. Yeah, but then at the wedding, um, Sozin comes and borrows Roku. And they go and talk, and Sozin is like, I have, was always destined to be Fire Lord, and even though we didn't know it, you were always destined to be the Avatar. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how close we are and how well we know each other. Right. And um, he's like, yeah. And he's like, you know, together we could do anything. And Roku's like, right, we could. And uh, he's like... I've been thinking that um, we have a time of like great uh, industry and Wealth prosperity, and prosperity right. in the Fire Nation. We should share it with the world. And Roku's like, uh, no. <laughs> the four nations are meant to be just that, four nations. Right. Which I feel like he has a ton more respect now that he's traveled the that world. he's been to each Yeah, thing. exactly. Right. And loves each people for their own you know, qualities and differences. Um, so basically he's like, I really don't want to hear anything else about this. And then goes back to his wedding, you know? Right. Only to find out, it looks like he's, cause that was probably like late twenties. I'm going to say like maybe 30. If yeah. he was 16, 12 years, he was like 28. Mm-hmm. So, um, now he's like probably 40. Or something right. like that. And he's traveling the world doing Avatar stuff, I guess. Doing his thing. But uh, he comes to an Earth Kingdom city, and there's a Fire Nation insignia over it, and Fire Nation has laid siege to it. And he immediately goes to the um, Fire Nation, and that's when Sozin is the Fire Lord. Yeah. And he comes in. And uh, basically, you know, confronts him. Because Sozin's sitting on the throne of yep. this city. 
of, of yeah the or is fire he, is nation he at the, is he at the fire nation no he's in the fire nation because roku has got travels to the back. fire and back yeah. yes and he says how dare you occupy earth kingdom territory and uh sozin is like how dare you a member of the fire nation address your fire lord this way right and <laughs> Um, Roku's like, do not, don't test me. It's not going <laughs> to be good. Try me, bitch. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and then he basically is like, you will not, you know, you will remove your troops from there and you're not going to further this pursuit of an empire. And then starts to walk away. And Sozin just jumps off his throne and like shoots fire. And then I love how it shows it from Sozin's perspective, like just all this fire mm-hmm. blazing towards Roku. And then when it stops, he's just gone. And then all of a sudden he pops out of the ground with his earth bending and just freaking like uh, he takes um, Sozin up to the ceiling, like 20 feet in the air with this rock and then uses the avatar state because he glows a little bit. Right. To just blow up half the palace with mm-hmm. air. And then he like flies up on this tornado and is like, because we were friends, I'm going to spare you. But if I find out that you are doing this anymore, I like will. you, I will, we will be the end of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I thought that was really interesting. And, uh, then later um, we see old Roku on his home island, um, which is on a volcano. Um, Fitting. Right. <laughs> Unfortunately, the volcano starts to erupt, and um, it has this cool scene with Roku. They basically, He gets everyone off the island, yeah. but he's trying to save his home, so he's like fighting the volcano. Right. Um, and then it shows Sozin, because Zuko's still reading from Sozin's perspective. Yeah. And um, it shows that even from where he is, he can see Roku's island and, like, the smoke coming from it. So he hops on his dragon to go and uh, basically see what's going on. But he ends up helping, which um, Roku is doing pretty well against one volcano. But then there's, like, a neighboring volcano that goes off, too. Right. And he, like, clearly is just, like, this is hopeless. Yeah. And then Sozin shows up and is like, need a hand, old friend? And they start battling it together, and it's really cool to watch. Another cool thing is, like, um, Sozin, like, takes the heat from the volcano. It was kind of cool. It looked like the, uh, um, how you do the two fingers for the lightning. Yeah, he, like, but, redirects it. And s- yeah. Yeah. And then it, like, takes the heat and just solidifies it into a rock. And right. I was like, that's cool. Sick. <laughs> sick. Yeah. I didn't think a firebender could do that, mm-hmm. but that's awesome, yeah. you know? Um. And then uh, they keep battling it, but um, there's, like, gas coming up, like, erupting randomly out of the side of the volcano. And one just hits Roku right in the face, and uh, it's toxic, I guess. Um, And Roku just, like, collapses, and he's like, it's too much. Please help me, you know? And Sozin just looks at him, and he's like, without you? All of my dreams become a reality or become a possibility. And, and then just he just freaking dips. He's yeah. like, I have plans for the world <laughs> and then rides off. And I was like, 
dang, <laughs> that's, that's kind of cold. <laughs> but um, does Roku die on that island? Yes, and this is sad. But so if the Avatar dies naturally, <coughs> it still passes. Well, he wasn't in the Avatar state. Oh, it's when you're in the Avatar state. Right, because the Avatar is going to die no matter what. Right. And then get reincarnated. Okay, okay. It's okay, just okay, that's don't right, that's die right. in the Avatar in state. In the Avatar state. That's right. Okay. Um, And uh, Fang, Roku's dragon, like circles him right before like all this rubble is coming down and covers him mm-hmm. in ash. So Fang freaking died too. I'm not very happy about God. it. God. <laughs> um, it shows like as soon as... Uh, Roku dies, it shows Aang being born. Gotcha. Um, but uh, then we basically get to leave off with um, Sozin's perspective. And he says, after that, um, when the comet came, I used its power to wipe out the air nomads because I knew that would be the next avatar is an air nomad. Mm-hmm. Um and then afterwards, because he's at, like, but at that point, Aang had already bippity bobbity dipped. Yep. And then, because this comet must have come right after Aang mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and Sozin basically starts traveling the world um, looking for the Avatar. And he's like, um, I know he's out there somewhere. The Fire Nation's greatest threat, the last airbender. Yeah. And then it kind of shows him like sailing over where Aang is frozen mm-hmm. under. But so it goes Sozin, who Ozai, who's the Azulon, Azulon, and Azula is named after Azulon. Correct. Okay. And Azulon, right. they say that Ozai's they, father. Yes, so. they say that, but I don't remember when they say that name. And it, I think I only say it like once. Yeah, they show Azulon a little bit in yeah. the series. Azulon, um, that's right. Yeah. So. Uh, <clears throat> after that, Zuko goes to Iroh and is like, I know that you're the one who sent me this. And he's like, that didn't help me at all. He ended up dying, you know, in his sleep. Like, what does that... Uh, Sozin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What does that teach me about my own destiny? And Iroh's like, you have more than one great-grandfather, Zuko. Um, Sozin was your father's grandfather. Your mother's grandfather was Avatar Roku. Oh, shit. I missed that. Yeah. So Zuko's a descendant of both. How did I miss that? I don't know. That was like the point of that the whole That was like the episode. point of the whole episode. <laughs> I can't believe I missed that. So that's what uh, Ira was trying to tell him by like, you're learning more about yourself if you find out how your great grandfather died. Because how Roku died is very important. And Iroh's like, that's why you are the way that you are. You have this conflict in you all the time because of your lineage of one being the people who started the war and one being the protector of the world. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And he's like, you have the choice which one to follow. But you need to make a choice. And, you know, it needs to be your own. Do you think Ozai knew that? That the person he would marry would is the <laughs> descendant of the avatar. I would guess so. Like, and then, unless he, she was just like hiding it, maybe. I don't know. Cause I wonder if that's like a lineage. Like I really a want lineage thing that with that avatar lineage mm-hmm. comes power. And so that's why he would have married her. 
to maintain that power within his family's lineage. That would so make Zuka sense. And Azula, Azula would both be powerful benders because they're descendants of the Avatar and of the Fire Lord. Maybe. Because I always wondered why Interesting. Um, Zuko's mom would ever be with Ozai anyway. Yeah. Because it's she's a lot more like Zuko mm-hmm. as a compassionate person. You know what I mean? Um, and, yeah, I just, uh, I think that's a good question. We need answers. We need answers. Live action. <laughs> but, um, no, it, I love that episode. It's really cool to see. Um, that and then I love the twist that Zuko is a descendant of, of Avatar Roku. Of Roku. That's I can't so I dope. That dude. <laughs> I have to go back and watch it. Right. Um. All right. The next episode is the Runaway. And uh, basically, it's Toph. Um, this is a good Toph story. It is, and Katara. Toph and Katara. It builds on Toph and Katara's relationship a lot. Yeah. Um, so, uh, basically, it starts with Katara apparently tra- betraying Toph. Mm-hmm. And then if um, I wrote this, you're not going to get this, but maybe if Thane listens or someone. <laughs> it said, fade to black three days earlier, <laughs> which is <laughs> uh, Rick and Morty. Oh, <laughs> reference. Nice. nice. <laughs> it's kind of a really abstract one too. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> no one's gonna laugh at no it. It's fine. I no. laughed at you it. Laughed I at laughed it. at my own joke. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aang is training with Katara and Toph, and he's like in the center of them, and Katara is shooting water at him and stuff, doing water-based attacks, and he's defending, and then. Toph's on the other side doing earth-based attacks, and he's like, so he's trying, trying to, to defend both of them. Yeah, exactly. Right. But it quickly turns into Katara versus Toph, and they start, like, purposely missing Aang and, like, hitting the other person. And it's really funny. <laughs> they always have freaking contention, I swear. Always. <laughs> I wrote, um, so then uh, Sokka... Uh, yells sneak attack and runs up to Aang and Aang just like hits him with a rock wall and then like puts it down and Sokka like falls back <laughs> and I put Ben sneak attacks don't work if you yell it if out you loud. Yell, <laughs> if you yell sneak attack <laughs> oh man we must use precision right quiet no <laughs> I won't so uh they decide to, um, Katara's going to go get washed off because Toph <laughs> flung a bunch of mud at her. Right. Um, and she's like, well, she cleans up. Let's go have some fun. So Aang, Sokka, and Toph go into the town. Mm-hmm. And uh, they go to this, like, gambling place with the cups. Yeah, we got rock, the rock under the cup, and you have to slip it around. Mm-hmm. And the guy tries to freaking... Yeah. Ugh. Little cheater, cheater. He uh, makes him win at first, makes Toph win at first. And he wins like a couple like silver pieces or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and then she, he's like, wow, you're really good at this. Why don't we make it more interesting? You throw in your friend's sword, and I'll throw in like a hundred, a hundred silver. silver. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And she's like, okay. And then he's like, what are you doing? What yeah. do you mean? <laughs> and then he um, takes the rocks from all the cups um, like because he added a rock to make sure she'd win. Right. So there's a, no matter which one she chooses, she'd win. Right. 
and then he takes all the rocks. So no matter what she chooses, she'll always lose. Like he shows, and then she as he's shuffling, he like shuffles the rock yeah, into his, into his sleeves. But Toph not being able to feeling see. the earth though. Yeah, she like pulls the rock back underneath <laughs> yeah. the cup that she wants, and he goes, "Which one is it?" And she picks it, and he's like, "Ha ha! Better luck next time." And he's yeah, like, he the like rock's there. looks like from an inch away at the rock, <laughs> yeah. and, so, and <laughs> she's like, "Thanks," and takes, takes the, the money, money and runs. Yeah. <laughs> so they buy a bunch of like food and sweets and stuff yeah. like that. And they get back to the camp, and Katara's like, where did you guys get all the money to buy all this stuff? And Aang and Sakura are like, Toph hustled the cheater or something like that. Yeah, she cheated at gambling. Or she she made the rock stay in gambling, and uh, we won a bunch of money. And Katara's like, so she cheated. And Toph's like, hey, I only cheated because he was cheating. Yeah, you right. <laughs> which, even if he was playing fair, Toph would have been She still would have cheated because she, she can sense which one the rock's in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But um, I put Katara preaching about how Toph shouldn't be cheating, even if the guy she's cheating is a cheating scammer. Um, and then I put, I vaguely remember an episode where Katara steals a waterbending scroll, saying that it's okay because she stole from pirates who stole it in the first place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Little hypocritical. Little hypocritical, <laughs> think there. But she's grown. Right. She's an adult now. It's been um, a whopping six months. <laughs> so, uh, then we get to um, Katara basically is just going to let him keep doing the scams. Um, but uh, it gets to the point where she's like, I really think that we're going to draw too much attention to ourselves and it's going to end badly. Um, which is fair. Like, right. It is put Because they are trying place. to hide. Yeah. Um, Sokka buys a messenger hawk <laughs> for some reason because they get all this money now. Right. Um, so then uh, when Sokka's uh, like coming back from buying the messenger hawk, he finds a poster of Toph labeled The Runaway mm-hmm. and it's a wanted poster. Right. <laughs> and Toph's hyped for it. Well, <laughs> I put, um, he comes back and says, Toph, I found something you're not going to like. Pulls out the poster and, she- and she's like, well, it sounds like a sheet of paper, but I suppose you're referring to what's on the sheet of paper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, That's so funny. And then Katara's like, see, we drew too much attention. <laughs> so, yeah, Tom's super I like super Katara. Hyped, She's hyped my favorite character. <laughs> you're such a brat. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Sock. Or Toph super hyped about having a wanted poster. She thinks it's dope, and she hides it. And she's like, "You're not gonna tell uh, Katara about any of this, right?" And gives him some money. Yeah, <laughs> just bribes. Yeah. Sokka. <laughs> um, and then when Katara comes back, uh, she sees that um, Sokka bought a hawk, and she's like, "Why?" And he's like, "Now that I bought a messenger hawk, we can send messages all over the world, even to Grand Grand." Okay, how does it work? I'm not sure. Hockey, Grand Grand, South Pole, and, like, the hawk doesn't move. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did put, I don't really understand how pigeons worked back in the day either, because I know that. Carrier like, pigeons? Yeah, yeah. Like, how do they know where to go? Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand either. It's just, like, important. it's an important message. I'm like, go, bird. It just drops it off at someone's someone's front door. They're like, oh, shit. Also, the British think- are coming. It's like, <laughs> that sucks, and just throws it away. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> the British come in like, what the fuck? We had no idea. Like, we sent a carrier pigeon. <laughs> like it just gets uh, distracted by someone throwing bread. <laughs> like, oh shit, hell yeah. <laughs> oh man. So uh, Katara goes through top <laughs> stuff and finds the poster and preaches to her that she's, you know, gone too far and stuff. And they get in a fight and then they end up like being mad and being on opposite sides of the camp. Just, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> so they send a message to Katara from Toph with the messenger hawk. And Toph can't write because she's blind. Right. <laughs> and Katara's like, I know this is from you, Sokka, you <laughs> idiot. <laughs> and then Sokka, or Aang's like, maybe we can send a message to Toph saying it's from Katara. And Sokka's like, think we might run into a similar problem unfortunately (laughs) um so then Sokka takes Toph and decides to kind of have a heart-to-heart with her Mm -hmm. and um they're right above because they're on the edge of this cliff over a lake and in the lake Katara's like down there um I don't know if she's bathing or what but whatever Dripper Uh, I think she's naked Dripper I'm just saying gosh anyways (laughs) disgusting (laughs) Um, but Sokka tells how Katara really stepped up when their mom died and like filled that void and that need uh-huh. and, um, even says, uh, now he can really hardly remember what their mom looked like when he tries to picture his mother. He just sees Katara basically. Right. Um, so Katara hears this and she kind of softens, you know, especially since Toph says, you're right. Like Katara really does care about us, and that's more than I can say about my own parents, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, because doesn't she mention that Katara is kind of like a motherly figure to her? Yeah. Individually? Yeah, definitely. She's the mom of the group. Yeah, Uh, hands down. Which is why you don't like her. (laughs) Because... Got mommy issues. (laughs) No, I do not. I love (laughs) you, mother. I don't have mommy issues. If she hears you say that, dude... Anna, it's true. No, it's not. You should Stop hear it. how he talks <laughs> around the house. <laughs> He's a liar. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Katara comes back and volunteers to pull a scam with Toph. Um, and that's where it comes back. Yeah, so she decides to turn Toph in for the reward. To collect the reward? To collect the reward. And then, because uh, the cells are made of... Wood. Wood. I don't know why she gets no. thrown in a wooden cell. No, they they are they were rock. They were supposed to be like rock cages or like thrown into a rock prison. Well, she can metal bend. So oh, that's what it was. Yeah, metal bend. She's and then, just gonna metal bend her way out. And then they threw her into yeah a wooden. Why is the cell wooden? I have no idea. Because they're in the Fire Nation. <laughs> I guess Combustion Man might have like known about in the there. Because he comes after this. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But and. If, so he would have to know that, one, that they're with the Avatar. Two, know that she can metal bend and then have the wooden cage, you know, say put her in a wooden cage right. instead. And, and then, then they would have to have a wooden cage there or a wooden cell, which is weird because that doesn't seem very proficient against firebenders. Well, I feel like you're missing the a fourth point of Combustion Man does not talk. Yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He doesn't, does he? At all. No. Zuko is talking to him. He goes, mm. and when he he, he can write, up, he goes, he goes, 
yell. He just that was idiots. such a good impression. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> like he doesn't. He never talks. So you're like, how does? Yeah, how do you know? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so but yeah, she's in a wood. She is in a wooden prison, which is which is odd. Anyways, they realize that it's a trap. Like, <laughs> Katara gets thrown in jail with Toph. Right. And Toph's like, it's a trap. And she's like, really? You don't say. And <laughs> she's like, not for us, for Aang. And Katara's like, dang it. This is why I told you not to do this. She's like, wasn't this your idea? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Katara ends up getting there out because. She like starts running in place. Yeah. She's like, what she are you doing? bends her own sweat. And she bends her own sweat and cuts Disgusting, through. Disgusting, but it's awesome. Gross. Yeah. You're a stinky, sweaty genius. Yeah. That's what Top says. Um, anyways, they end up uh, fighting Combustion Man uh, and um, escaping. I liked that uh, they like throw a rock. I think it's Toph. Mm-hmm. Throws a rock at Combustion Man who blows it up. But like a little piece of it goes through and hits him in the head. And it kind of like disorients him. And then he goes to fire another shot and it just blows up it, right in his, his face, face and yeah. like sends him flying back. Um, just to kind of foreshadow what's going to come. Right. Yeah. But anyways, um, that was the end of that episode. The next episode is one of my favorites. Be- and we will get into it next time. All right. Let's do it. You guys, this is a, this is a great one to start on next time. <coughs> this is, again, one of my favorites. Yeah. So until next time, everybody. Thanks for listening again. We'll be right back. Trust me. Bye. Bye.